If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everybody, to Slightly Something Else. My name is Jack Packard. Hi, and I'm Yahtzee Croshaw. And today we're talking about recommending video games. Uh, you know, where... Well, I'd like to... I, I prefer the word evangelism. Ooh, okay. Go on. So picture the scene, Jack Packard. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're in a bar with some work friends. One of them, uh, very fit man who you're slightly intimidated by Ooh. and simultaneously respect. Okay, all right, all right. Wait. He's one of those people who likes sports. Ooh, yeah. And uh, jokely punches things in the arm. And uh, you're talking, and uh, out of nowhere, he suddenly says, you know what's been interesting me lately? Video games. It seems like they've really come a long way since we were all playing them when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you've never, you've never spoken to him about video games before, and suddenly you have this new inroute into the cool kids club, you think. Suddenly, this is your moment. In front of all your peers, you can you can recommend video games for this newcomer sports-liking person yes. to play. What do you recommend? Ooh. That's, ooh, okay. The situation that you have handed me is a very tricky one because, like, have have I talked, you know, because this is where I was going to start is, like, you need to get some more information out of your friend, right? You can't just say, uh, here's a bunch of games that I like because everybody likes different things. Yeah, I feel like if someone just saying, what do you recommend from all the video games? At this point, it's like saying, what's the best comics to get into Batman? Right. What comics should I read to get into Batman as a character? Which specific issues? Or just like, like I, oh, I've been really enjoying the, all, all the comic book movies. What comic books should I read? And it's like, yeah. there's so yeah. many. <laughs> hmm. And, and so, like, that's what, I, what I'm trying to start with is something more universal. Like, you know, what I would probably want to start with is something like a party game, a, a game that we could play together, right? Because then you can balance that video, oh, you know, sure. like the downtimes with fun conversation times, right? That's the that's the easy route. You just play, you just put on super, uh, put on Mario Party or mm -hmm. Guitar Hero or something. But in the scenario I'm describing, this person is interested in the culture that's surrounding the really popular video games, like. He's heard about this Elden Ring thing that sounds really intriguing because he watched half of the Fellowship of the Ring once, and that was sure. and that was uh, sort of distracting. Yeah, and he's, he's heard he's all this game talk about these yeah. all talk about these uh, amazing games with names like Horizon Zero Dawn or Dying Light or Uncharted or The Last of Us. It's like I really want to get into that huge like insider tier of video <laughs> game narrative experiences. Where should I start? Oh Jesus, Crisp! Um, oh, that's so many things. I okay in the realm of like big, giant AAA games, right? 
I'm going to go out on a limb. My first gut reaction is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Horizon Zero Dawn is like it's a basic open world game, right? Like all the open worldy stuff to do. But it has fighting giant robot dinosaurs. And in the realm of open world things, I think that's a really cool thing. I think it's a good story. Uh, and I think anyone can have fun in that game. I think you're blinded by your years of development of muscle memory and shit. Yes. Uh, we're talking about a total newcomer here. Haven't you ever seen a grandma try to play a uh, a 3D game with two analog sticks or even with a keyboard and mouse? Mm. First thing they do is stare at the floor and spin around in circles because they just don't have the muscle memory for moving in that space. Okay. Yeah, but uh, the game teaches. That's, teach. a, that's the something game we've all had to you. learn over time. I mean, I remember when I was first playing, I've sort of developed my FPS playing skills alongside FPSs. I remember when I was playing them with just the keyboard, pressing left and right cursor keys to turn left and right and shoot things in Wolfenstein 3D. Okay. So, so then, so, but then it's, then it's like, oh, have you heard of this game Mario? Is that where you're starting? How <laughs> far back do you want to go? Well, I think it might be a good idea to start with 2D. Yeah. Start with something like, um, uh, like a 2D platformer. But, uh, starting with Mario, uh, I think your, your dude is going to go, I'm impatient to get into all the, the higher end modern stuff. I yeah. didn't want to start right from the beginning. I got, you know, I got a job. Right. I've only got like two hours to play games in the evening when the kids have gone to bed. Uh-huh. So with that in mind, what's like a new 2D platformer to start with? A new 2D think, platformer. I remember seeing it mentioned in the chat. Mm-hmm. I forget by who. But one example I think might be good is uh, Rayman Origins. Ooh, you know what? That is a lovely game. And uh, Rayman Legends, of course. Yeah. Which are 2D games, and they're uh, reflective of the current trend of graphics, to an extent. Okay, okay. In that they're high res. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it's a game uh, series that looks great. You can do multiplayer, which means, you know, like if they want to play with someone and, you know, get those little... I know I played that with my kids a lot. Uh, and, you know, like when they would fall and die, it would do that thing where it kind of, you know, floated you in a bubble and, and helped you out so you wouldn't really die. So, yeah, I think that's a really great starting point. And it's, and it's not too hard either. There's a lot of 2D platformers... Uh, that are basically trying to be 2D Dark Souls. Right. At the moment, Hollow Knight springs to mind. Mm. Uh, or Cuphead, which is difficult on a completely different level. Cuphead is compl- is incredibly difficult. On that, thinking about that, more modern um, 2D games, something I might recommend is if if... If it's a person who I am in general friendly with, my guess is they're into some stuff that's a little weirder. So I would probably recommend something like Inside, hmm. which is sort a very the, uh, short glorified 
2D horror walking sims in your limbo tradition. It is, but if we're talking about introducing someone to basic gameplay mechanics, like, you know, a lot of red light, green light stuff, a lot of, you know, stop wait in the shadows stuff, a lot of simple physics puzzles, put the bodies here to lift up the thing. Very, very simple. And of course, uh, the one of the most bizarre endings ever. So with the object in mind that we're trying to um, progress this newbie into gaming uh, to a point where they can be part of the conversation of the new big hits like Elden Ring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's next on the ladder? Actually, how about this? Uh, We're talking to a jock friend who's secretly in unrequited love with a nerd girl of our our mutual acquaintance. (laughs) Oh, the drama. And uh, and we're we're like um, Cyrano de Bergerac in mm. this scenario. Okay, okay. And we we he's he's asked nay begged us to tutor him so that he can impress her with her in with his insider conversation on the big new video games. Ooh. And we've got one movie montage to uh, train him for the big date. Sure. Oh no, that that's too many things. That's too many things. And I, I see in chat someone is is mentioning Portal. Let's let's say we're trying to get to the end point of Dark Souls. We we want them. We want our jock friend to play Dark Souls so they can have a meaningful conversation yeah. with the nerd like, girl. Let's say he's blurted out to the nerd girl that he loves Dark Souls too, and he goes, "Oh, great! I'd love to hear about all your favorite moments and boss fights, but we'll get to that at our date this Friday." And then he said, sure we will, sweating bullets all the time. And now he's run to us, and he needs the fast track. Okay, so what sort of game what sort of game has simple stamina management is the question. Well, you know, let's um let's uh go back to where we were okay. with my 2D platform like Raymond Origins. Yeah, yeah. I think what we need to work towards is uh dual gameplay in the sense of uh move around with one hand and look with the other and there's a plenty of 2d games that incorporate the mouse for aiming and stuff if you're playing something like mark of the ninja or something along those lines Mark of the Ninja is a good one. Mark of the Ninja is a good one and, and introduces a lot of different game concepts in relatively simple and easy to understand terms. So I can be with you yeah. there. You gotta know your you gotta know your stealth to play games these days. Absolutely. Or or even uh, someone suggesting the ascent, maybe something along those lines. Mm. An isometric top down game mm-hmm. with lots of pointing and clicking. I mean, first of all, the timeline you've given us in this imaginary scenario. Is ridiculous. What we have? We have a week. We have five days. Well, this is a lovable teen movie, and okay. we have one montage. And as I'm sure you're aware, a montage could basically be any amount of time up to infinity. Okay, we well, are trapped in a single moment of infinity, and we can let's, throw as many games as we want at this dude. Let's do this. Let's say, let's say, um, the the girl. It's summer vacation, right? In our in our teen heartthrob movie. And the girl is going on vacation with her family, and they won't have any cell phones or access to the internet. And so, um, uh, but they're going to have a date when she gets back in two weeks. That gives him okay. two full weeks 
to get up to date and play through at least enough Dark Souls to limp through a conversation. So okay. what game? I'm just wondering what our first 3D game should be, because 3D is a big jump, as it was for gaming in general at the moment it happened. Hmm. At what point can we be sure that he can handle a third-person camera control setup? Do we start with third person or do we start with first person? Because I, well, feel, like question, gotta, I feel like we got to. I feel like we got to throw them. I, th- I feel like a little bit of this, and in classic movie montage fashion, you have to throw them in the deep end and watch them drown a little bit because that's a learning. That's a learning situation. So I say we throw something like Doom at him. Okay. Something, you know, very simple and classic Doom. You know, no up-down aiming. Just just move and left and right aiming. Did original Doom have mouse support? Because the, the FPSs were fumbling with mouse support for ages. When Quake first came out, you could only look around with the mouse if you held down the right mouse button. <laughs> it was very silly. <laughs> It was very silly. I don't know. Well, or, or you know, even something like Doom 2016, which is, you know, obviously significantly more modern, heavy metal, uh, you know, very gory, something that a, a theoretically or, or a stereotypical jock would be super into, heavy metal and blood and guts, right? Well, I think it'd be a bit too hard for him. He'd be getting pelted from all sides by imps and going, oh, what do I do? Well, this is the turning around. I forgot what it was. This was the start of the montage. And then he can can throw the controller up in exasperation and go, I'm never going to get this. So then we take it back. Okay. (laughs) Then we go to like classic Doom. Then we go to classic. The first first room of classic Doom or even classic Wolfenstein just to get the basics down. This, this This is moving your body. This is where you look. This is moving your body. This is where you look. Absolutely. Oh, yes. farts. This Just is think of it like really Microsoft difficult. Windows. Just move the mouse, put your mouse cursor on the thing, and click on the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do that. And then what? Uh, what is a... I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, Mario 64 had some basic camera controls. Yeah, and because it was all new, they had to very patiently tutorialize it. Yes. So that's something. And so if if we're if we're running him through the paces, it's like, oh, you know, one stick moves your character, this stick or you know, these buttons actually wasn't it the C buttons on the N64 controller yeah. that moved the yeah, camera? Yeah, that controller was kind of fucked. Sure, sure, but you know, baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Hmm. See, I'm wondering if maybe it's taking the wrong route to get him into first-person shooters. Because at some point, we need to transition to the third-person com- uh, console-style game. Sure. Well, oh, I, and I guess in my mind, you know, we're he's playing Doom on an Xbox or whatever, right? Okay. right? Someone mentioned twin-stick shooters. That might be a good um, thing to sort of train the old thumb muscles Ooh, sure sure just to get it get used to that idea of one moves one one moves the other absolutely yeah absolutely and then but, but then, then we if we like dump him in, but now if we dump him in dark souls he's gonna go what melee combat where's my gun I'm trying pointing the stick at the enemy and putting the cursor over his head and nothing's happening exactly how do you teach someone 
melee combat and stamina management. Okay. This okay. one's a bit out of left field. <laughs> How about we transition from Doom to the Condemned series? Okay. I don't know much about the Condemned series. It's got a surprisingly visceral melee combat system. All right. You're, you're a dude in, like, the abandoned building. You, like, rip a pipe off a wall, and you beat homeless dudes to death. And bits of broken teeth fly across the screen. Mm. So this would be the crash course in, like, video game grittiness as well, which he's going to have to be used to by the time we get to Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. Would would something like a would something like a simple arcade two D fighter help? Blocking, so, punching, blocking, punching, that sort of thing. I know like that's that's going back to two D or like a like even like a three D, like a soul caliber. I think fighting games are kind of their own like uh, branch sure. of the gaming tree. Mm-hmm. Put you on a bit of a dead end there. Uh, but uh, maybe something more along the lines of a street brawler in the final fight tradition. Shoo, okay. Or okay. like a golden axe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Golden axe. Maybe mm. maybe something along the lines of a dynasty warriors or something of the like, which uh, introduces Ooh. the idea of light attack, heavy attack block. Yes, Dynasty Warriors is certainly pretty forgiving. Yes, and and very it's just slash slash and a million things die. Slash, you know, light light heavy light light heavy kind of teaches you that whole like combo system, right? Right. Okay, so he's successfully um, uh, brought to, assembled a combo of light light heavy. Yes, and uh, in the montage, it's cut to us, and we're going. Ah, right. And so then what what do we do to test the waters before we can drop him in Dark Souls? What was the closest analog to Dark Souls? Do we maybe try well, like a Batman, like an Arkham? Hmm. See, I feel like at this point we'd be saying to him, all right, you can move around in 3D space. Yeah. You can swing a melee weapon, but you're still not acquainted with the sheer complexity of video games these days <laughs> okay we need something with depths of systems Ooh. We, we need to we need to get your head around consumables inventories leveling up oh fuck oh fuck you're right that's so many things <laughs> um, um, consumables you only have so many, you know, like there's only so many healing items that you have at any given time. Okay. Okay. Final Res- Fantasy VI. No, no. We can't go turn-based JRPG. That's that's like eight steps back. But it's uh, like a, a complex layering of systems and without having to deal with like live action combat on top of that. What about Resident Evil 4? Hmm, bit of a difficulty spike. Bit of a difficulty spike, but we have consumable health, we have inventory management, we have upgrading things, we have the steps. We can set it to easy mode, is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, we don't have to set it to medium difficulty. Hmm. And I guess that was the game that sort of pioneered over-the-shoulder camera systems if we think about in it in 3d action games right it's it's mm. and it's like oh horror you know goofy like you know horror goofy fun but still intense enough 
to to be like that. Oh, excuse you. Uh, like that would to me, that's the first real hurdle where it's like we the thumbs up after he can, you know, do Dynasty Warriors and then he tries uh, Resident Evil 4 and we're like, no. <laughs> but I think I think that's a simple way to understand like, oh, this thing heals you when you need to heal. Right. You need to be in a safe spot to heal. That sort of thing. I'm trying to think of another earlier example, and it's hard to come. It's hard to come up with him. Could just throw Zelda at him. Oh, I think no matter what, we have to throw a little Zelda at him before yeah. Dynasty War or before uh, Dark Souls, because especially the 3D Zeldas did a great job of the whole shield sword thing. Yeah, and I think that's got like deeper systems but still on a very approachable and understandable sort of level. Sure. Here's your health. You get more health pickups and you have more health. Yes. Here's, here's a thing that you can use to open this door. Now you can go through these doors. Yes. Yes, yes. Maybe mm. like a... I mean, do we so do we start 2D or are we on are we on full like Ocarina I think, Wind Waker? I think we're fully in 3D now, so we need to jump to uh Ocarina might be a bit dated now. Maybe even Breath of the Wild Ooh, at this point. That might be a li- that's that's a li- if if they're like still like if we're worried about Dark Souls, I think Breath of the Wild is a little too much. That's that's trial systems- by fire, man. Throw throw him in and see how he see if he learns to paddle. That's systems that we don't have to deal with though here in the survival aspects of it. I think we we push it back. We either you go Wind Waker, which had amazing combat, mm. and teaches you the art of the the parry. Uh huh. Uh, which will come into play soon enough, huh? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying Skyrim. What do you think about that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I gotta say, I've never been that into the Bethesda RPGs. I always think they always just sort of look nice from a distance, but when you get up close with the systems, everything looks really janky. Yes, but the jank works because of the overall presentation. The jank. The jank is a personality quirk instead of a deal breaker for me. I think that, uh, and this will be universally accepted criticism, I believe, of Skyrim, but the combat is so shitty that it might make someone who doesn't play video games very often just not want to play video games anymore. Uh, Fair enough. We're trying to get them to... Uh, Nick's in the chat bringing up Halo. Everyone's telling him to go away. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. But I think else. if we are like looking for a dynastic sequence to Dark Souls, Zelda would definitely be on there. Zelda should be on there. Yeah, I think I think Wind Waker, because you know, if you if you remember Wind Waker had the combat where if you if you parried just right, you could, you know, roll around and do the mega attack, where it's like, ooh, very yeah, visceral, yeah. very fun. You had to lock on and you mm-hmm. could sort of dodge roll to the side while you were locked on. That's that was, right. was very good combat system very good combat system yeah yeah how about uh a metroidvania how about we throw symphony of the night at him or possibly something that's a bit 
less obtuse in some of its design choices. Maybe a later <laughs> Castlevania, like a Aria of Sorrow or a Circle of the Moon. I think that's okay. And it, like, especially something like that, something like that to show kind of the, the shortcut system, the, the checkpoint system of like, oh, once mm. you reach this checkpoint, you know, like, it, it opens up the world, but you can still circle back that concept. I'm very okay with that. Maybe this is the time to bring in the 2D indie Souls-likes, like your Hollow Knights. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know, because uh, personally, I I'm, I'm wasn't huge on Hollow Knight. So. <laughs> you know what? Me neither. I've been meaning to like, give it a serious playthrough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it didn't really like grab me the way something like Symphony of the Night did. Sure. Yeah, yeah. People talking about Shovel Knight. Eh. Mm-hmm. I mean, We're Shovel... trying to get him into what gaming is now. We uh, Remember, like, we, we have a specific endpoint here, which is on his own, the jock yeah. needs to play dark through Dark Souls so he can have a meaningful conversation about Dark Souls. Yes. And then if, he, if his date goes off well, he will fist bump us. And we will be respected by our peers. No, 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 Yachts. In true rom-com format, what happens is um, uh, the girl finds out that he was faking it all along and gets really mad at him. But he uses the lessons he learned in the video game world to make it up for her. To prove to her that, you know, like, yes, I lied, but... I learned something because uh, you shared a part of your life with me. That's the real end of the rom-com. And, uh, yes. And hey, maybe all this, he'll have learned to love video games from pure Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> he'll learn to see the art in everyday life and in video games. Yes. And then and the final sequence of the movie, uh, the, uh, the bro-y dude, and his new girlfriend and the nerdy dude are all heading together as friends. And one of them says, oh, did you hear? They're, uh, they're bringing out a sequel to Dark Souls. And the, bro- and the bro-y dude will look down and go, that looks like shit. And then his training will be complete. <laughs> or, or he says, is it any good? And the two nerds will look at each other and go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the movie writes itself. There you go. Okay, so yeah, some some 2D backtrackers, some recursive games if you will. Um hmm. and and then I think like it's just Dark Souls. I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to but think of which any... Dark Souls. Oh, well, I mean <laughs> it has to be it has to be one, doesn't it? And well, no. If if it's like if we get to choose between any Dark Souls, I would give Dark Souls three, just because I think that's the easiest uh, mm. linearly. That's the most linear of them, and therefore kind of the the most easily accessible, and it looks the best outside of Elden Ring, which mm. isn't a Souls game. It is a Souls game. I don't know. Souls game. I don't know. I'd say like can't beat the original. I'm with you, but uh, I I was going in this assuming it was the original. Then you posed the question of which Dark Souls, which threw me for a whole loop. 
because we're all used to that sort of from software high difficulty shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what... So all the Dark Souls games have had to sort of ramp up the difficulty along the way. But the original Dark Souls, if you go back to it, having been like honed in the fire of dark souls 3 and elden ring and bloodborne mm. a lot of dark souls that's actually pretty easy oh a lot of yeah. uh s- slow ponderous bosses like that iron golem i'll I'm, i i fucking eat his lunch every time <laughs> no and like especially if you do it enough times you kind of learn how to get him onto the the one ledge where if he falls off like you can kill him and uh with only like mm. uh, a quarter of his health down uh, it's with if you have the the um, the skeleton key, you can become overpowered in any class before you fight any boss. It's ridiculous. Uh, but 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 yeah, like I, I think like what we're talking about here is like the the foundations, right? Like, oh, here's which is an interesting larger conversation not to pull ourselves away from the rom-com. Okay, well, the, the other question I had to like frame this argument yeah. was uh, you and I are both gaming parents, and obvious. And uh, my children are still very, very, very young. They mm-hmm. they don't have the fine motor skills for video games yet. Mm-hmm. And but obviously, I want to raise them in a gamer household. Mm-hmm. That's what's important to us. <laughs> they're going to they're going to play Dark Souls and fucking like it. Mm. So. I wanted to ask your advice on how to start, when to start kids on it, and what to start them on. Ooh, that's that's a tricky one um, because, in, and in general, like when when getting people into your hobby, you can never push too hard, or else people shut down. Right? Well, no, I don't want to be pushy. Uh, I don't. Obviously, I don't actually expect them to like Dark Souls as much as me. Right. But gaming is such a wonderful spectrum of experiences, and it is. I'm sure there'll be something to their liking. What What I have found, like my oldest now is 13, um, and uh, is is finally starting to get into video games. Like I'm into video games. Is like that's what he is like starting to like. That is a big hobby of his now. Of course, all he does currently is play Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's it. Right. Over and over and over and over again. No child of mine. No child of mine gets into Smash Brothers. Well, but... If she, if she gets into Pokemon, she's going to have to move out. <laughs> Smash Brothers has opened up other games because now he wants to play the other games that the characters from Smash Brothers are on. So he's been playing a little like Xenoblade uh, well, I Chronicles. guess that's the whole selling point, isn't mm-hmm. it? He's been playing some Pokemon. He's been playing some of the original Mario games. It's like, oh, what what is this person from? Oh, that game sounds fun. And so it's opening... Smash Brothers is opening up his gaming vocabulary. Well, I suppose if a kid came to me and said, uh, I was playing Smash Brothers and I'm very curious about this character named Joker who has a masquerade mask and is dressed all in black. What games are he from? And I would hear little choirs of angels in my head <laughs> as I looked to the sky. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so... You know, raising people who I eventually want to share in this hobby with me has been tricky because I want, you know, you want and and chat will understand this when when we play a video game poorly on live stream and the chat is like yelling at us about what to do properly. That never helps. 
It never helps. <laughs> you have to let us find it on our own because that's where we find the enjoyment. And even though you're watching us and we're doing it wrong, you got to shut up. And as a parent, that's a really hard thing to do because you'll be in the same room with your kid who's doing something and you're like, oh, you can do that so much better. You could do if you just do this one thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's like teaching your grandparents to type. Yes. You yes. can't just keep swatting their hands away. They got to learn. Exactly. And so, you know, letting them find it themselves and quieting that part of you that wants to say, you know, you could be doing this better if you equipped this and this and this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it's that's all part of it. Start with group games. Start your kids with playing video games with you. That's super fun. That'll be a whole sequence in our rom-com. Our nerdy deuteragonist is giving him too much direction for the start of Dark Souls. Ooh. I said, no, you got to do the drop attack. You to fight the Taurus demon. That's the whole reason it's there, you doofus. And he gets frustrated <laughs> and wants to throw the whole idea away exactly and then we then we then the deuteragonist himself must learn a lesson we must learn to take a lighter touch and let them discover on their own absolutely they have like a little heart-to-heart -heart moment where the jock's like i just don't get it what made you fall in love with this game and the nerd's like ah oh, well i was playing it this one time and i found this really cool move and i did it and it felt made me feel really powerful and the jock's like but you found it no one told you about it dog oh that's that's it. That's we it. We were trying to set it up so you couldn't fail. We should have realized that you have to fail. That's right. You have to fail to pick yourself back up. That is right. What a what a heartwarming moment in which everyone learns a lesson. <laughs> oh, it's eleven already. We got so into this Ooh. hypothetical scenario. Should we see what the super chats have to add to this debate? Absolutely, Yancy. Absolutely. Remember to get your super chats in now. This is the bit where we read them all out. Mm -hmm. You uh, basically, we have to read out anything you type. This mm -hmm. is your prime opportunity to embarrass us. We will usually turn it around and embarrass you, though. Mm -hmm. We're veterans of this shit. It's true. <clears throat> all right. Starting with Mr. Arms' Legs, who gives five Canadian dollars and says, I think co-op games are the best games to get anyone into gaming because the newbie can always be carried stroke peer pressured by the more experienced player. And if you have a good time together uh, through communal activity, it heightens that experience. Like, oh, remember how much fun we had? We are doing something together. Absolutely. I remember back in the Xbox 360 days, the days of the Xbox Live Arcade, if we were bored, wanted to play something at a party, we could always just introduce someone to Castle Crashers. <laughs> yes. Everyone absolutely. had fun when we were introducing someone to Castle Crashers. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. Like A, a lot of my post-high school time was just me and my friends hanging out, you know, playing Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and Mario Party. It was great. It was good times. Scavenger. Lovely to see you as always, Scavenger. Gives us $10. To say, before you talk about games, shouldn't the first question be the system? Spend $300 on a Switch, play Mario, then get a PS5, ha, and get this, or spend $1,000 on a computer? Well, I just, uh, well, I guess I'd just recommend getting a gaming PC at this point. Yeah. 
And in our in our fictional rom com, uh, we're assuming that this is like John Hughes fiction, where everyone is unrealistically rich, so can just buy yeah. whatever they want. Yeah, fucking Ferris Bueller, <laughs> <laughs> fucking everybody. What do Kevin's parents do in Home Alone? Like that they can take every they can take twelve people to France. I think they were mobbed up. <gasps> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, probably just lawyers. It's always lawyers, isn't it, in the Hollywood movies? I think. I think the the mom, I believe, is a something in fashion because there's a lot of like mannequins and sewing things. Oh, it's probably just it's probably the the dad's probably the lawyer, and he's like paid for like a vanity boutique for the mum to <laughs> to run. He like loses money every year, but he just cuts another check because he makes a million a minute in the city. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. Which is why she's so frazzled and loses Kevin twice because she's on Valium. Yeah, I live in like the the East Bay suburbs, mm-hmm. and I swear half the shops around here are vanity boutiques, <laughs> open for like three hours on a Wednesday. Right, <laughs> you never see anyone in them, but the mysterious longevity. Amazing. <clears throat> that guy you know gives five US dollars and says my mum's skill level is mobile phone games and gauntlet dark legacy but Wario's words stressed her out Wario's words is that a game Wario's words so maybe point and click games would be good hmm well there's a uh, there's a dynasty there between for uh, clicky games and first-person shooters, which are also about clicking on things, <laughs> it's it's tricky because like the uh, you know point-and-click uh, adventure games teach you a different kind of skill than like the path that we were on to get to modern action games, right? Yeah, I remember when um, I used to play Team Fortress Classic a lot. Mm-hmm. Internally, there was a lot of uh, shade thrown at sniper mains because uh, people would just say, "Yeah, let's play sniper." After all, there haven't been any good point-and-click games since Monkey Island, have there? That's great. I think that's funny. Ethan Gutman gives four ninety-nine US and says, "My go-to game to introduce people to gaming is Portal One. Relatively short, memorable, and relies more on puzzle-solving skills than gaming reflexes." Well, you still need the baseline of knowing how to navigate a 3D space with a keyboard and mouse. That's true. I think we all like take take it for granted being able to do that. But if I remember correctly, it's been a bit since I've played Portal 1. If I remember correctly, like those first couple of rooms are very small. So there's not like a, a lot of getting lost. You can just really take your time and orient shell and yourself controlling shell. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty slow burn portal tutorializes the shit out of everything well but the game itself is only a half an hour so (laughs) so it's like if it's 10 minutes of tutorial that's fine that's fine sondre knutson gives a hundred norwegian kroner and says personally i'd recommend journey the quintessential video game in quotes very basic controls and almost purely visual storytelling well but there's no challenge aspect is though is there i mean it's a fun emotional experience mm-hmm. i guess but we're not, it's not going to prep you for taking the asylum demons club to the mush is it right we're we're focusing a little bit more on the interactive 
part of the interactive entertainment. Hmm. Mandible gives five years to listen and says, my non-gamer wife got absorbed into Animal Crossing and Beat Saber without the usual hurdles. Also, I give Elden Ring five out of five fingers but whole. There we go. <laughs> I still haven't played that online. Oh, you haven't? During the week I was, during the week I was playing it on like the escapist communal steam account which we have to play offline so we don't override each other's saves yeah yeah and i'm and i'm currently playing it at home on my like home ps4 and i don't have a playstation plus subscription because Uh, fuck that frankly mm -hmm. yeah that's fair so i am yet to play elden ring online at all i haven't seen any messages from anyone you so you haven't seen any buttholes no i remember buttholes from playing dark souls 2 on uh on pc there were buttholes galore in that no, and you know, last week, Thursday, I was streaming some Elden Ring and I, I set up a like a personal like for every for every butthole message, I'll donate some extra money to uh, the World Central Kitchen, uh, you know, good organization that's that's helping feed uh, a lot of people. Um, and so it's like, OK, yeah, we'll check every message and for every butthole, we'll add money to the pile for two plus hours. Didn't find a single butthole. Murphy's Law, my man. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Since then, nothing but buttholes. <laughs> <clears throat> Will Cooling gives two British pounds and says, "Would Jay or Mike, as editors, like not for broadcast? You played not for broadcast. I have played not for, for broadcast. Yeah, uh, I played it back think? when it was in early access. I I really liked the concept. Um, the- I think it reflects. Uh, the the act of editing film no it's it's live editing um which is very very different um but i thought it reflected live editing very well of you know a little bit frantic kind of uh using both halves of your brain um uh, uh jay and mike don't play video games i is- know they have played video games that's that's like saying like i have gone on a run so i know about running <laughs> they they don't they don't they never well, will it doesn't matter what the game is they never will except they did didn't they because uh i've seen the old previously recorded episodes yeah. we managed to get jay interested enough in the old friday the 13th game that's true. That's true. That he liked watching uh, because right. then you could. It's like watching movies. He enjoyed that. So because because of that, you right. are never going to hear the end of people saying, "Have they played such and such game? You should introduce it to them. They probably like it." Yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is everyone should make sure they tweet that at me so I know who to mute every time someone tweets something like that at me. I mute you immediately. It's great. <laughs> Uh, Joshua gives Saw 99 US to say, I've always wondered about the Stanley Parable as a beginner game. No failure state, a clear narrator, if nothing, just a fascinating experiment. I guess if you've just only just learned how to move around in a first-person shooter. the That would be an interesting... So literally all you do is move around in that game. Yeah, but the the joke of that game is taking understandable video game tropes is mm. taking the things that we take for uh, take for granted in video games and turning them on their heads. So if someone doesn't know the tropes, is the game effective? Yeah. It's I guess it's like how uh 
probably wouldn't get much effect from Doki Doki Literature Club if he didn't play visual novels. Right, right, right. Or you wouldn't get much from Spec Ops The Line if he didn't play uh, contemporary military shooters. This is the thing. And so that actually, I would be very interested in someone who was like a very, very casual gamer going through something like the Stanley Parable to see if they would have as big a reaction as a as a seasoned gamer would. Hmm. SDS Guru 2000 gives five euros and says, I've watched those elders react videos, so definitely games that don't have mouse controls because they don't even know how to turn around. Well, that was my point. Yeah. SDS Guru 2000. Michael Broadman gives five euros and says, would recommending a sports game like Madden to a games curious jock just be too obvious? Or are you guys showing your anti-sports game reviewer bias? The thing is, Michael Broadman, is that sports games like Madden are sort of in a completely different world to general video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who, I mean, the whole EA Sports industry is basically built on people who don't play any other video games. Correct. They just want to play Madden. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the only thing they buy, and they buy it every year. Right. And and uh, every year it's like mostly an asset flip and updating names of previous years. But much like fighting games, much like racing games, that's that is a very powerful niche within the yeah. niche of video games. So you trying to get someone have, into yeah. video games generally uh, because they like sport. It's just going to make them like sport more. Right. Like I can't I can't think of anything that Madden would teach you about the language of video games as as compared to something like a third person action game. Right. Like a third person action game, you know, you have movement, you have camera controls. You don't necessarily have that same language in Madden. Hmm. Um, Scavenger gives five US dollars, says, I'd start with low stress games to learn camera movement, start with games like Firewatch and Life is Strange, learn to look around before you run. See, everyone's recommending visual novels. But I think fundamentally, um, you need to get some grasp of a simple challenge. Yes. I mean, I feel like people have an idea for video games being a challenging thing. And if you gave and if you threw like Mr. Jogboy into Firewatch, he'd say he'd say something along the lines of, Well, what do I do now? Where's my gun? Where's the things to shoot? And right. you can't really explain to them there isn't anything to shoot. You're just supposed to absorb the atmosphere. And then he'll probably say, That's gay. Or because he's a jock and very behind the times. Or he's an incredibly woke jock and he gets really into yeah. Firewatch and then is utterly, utterly confused when playing Dark Souls. Wait a minute, why are they attacking me? This yeah. isn't my this isn't a story rich atmospheric experience like I'm used to. I mean we all we all grew up on like challenge based games. Right. The days of Space Invaders. Mm-hmm. And we're into gaming because of that, not because we played a game where you've where instead of shooting the space aliens, you floated around them asking how they felt about things. Yeah, I w- it's, it's goal oriented. That's what you want. You need a simple goal. Mm-hmm. Shoot all the baddies. That's a simple goal. Mm-hmm. It's easy to grasp. I I would argue that a game like Firewatch almost can't be enjoyed by a novice because uh, again, we have the video game language that Firewatch contrasts against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give 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 people some credit. They don't need to be eased into it like the fucking people who've lost the use of their legs being eased into a bath. Right. 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 
Kerem Kuzuku gave us five US dollars and says, personally, I drew upon my experience with games like Baldur's Gate for Dark Souls. Mm, Baldur's yeah, Diablo Game. was another thing people kept mentioning. Yeah, and I think something like that. For like beginning RPGs. That That's like the one thing is like f- teaching them leveling up, right? Is a really tricky thing. Like you get more powerful in the game and you can like spend points to get more powerful, like teaching uh, a, someone who is brand new to gaming in general, teaching them that is really difficult. So I'm trying to think of like a really simplified version of that, mm. of like spend well, points, get stronger. Well, while you're thinking of that, I've still got a lot to get through. Okay. Uh, Michael Broadman gives five US dollars and says, Assassin's Creed 2 was my entry into games as an adult. I think it's Assassin's Creed 2. Can you think of any other AC? I mean, it could be Animal Crossing 2 for the uh, for the Wii U, I believe it was. No, it was never called Animal Crossing 2. Oh, okay. Uh, it might be um, it might be Astrological Calculator 2, which is I a game that. about um, doing the the geometry behind your uh, your your sign. So Sagittarius. Yes, Michael, Broad, Michael Broadman confirms in the chat it is Assassin's Creed 2. He says, it's short, easy, has a fun story, and is short. I wonder if length of modern games is the biggest hurdle. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pegged Assassin's Creed 2 for a short game. Mm. Shadow Warrior 3, that's a fucking short game. I was done in like two hours. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2, that's like... That like spans like twenty years, doesn't it? Twenty years of history, and you go through multiple sandboxes. Mm. That's that's quite a long game, I'd say. Yeah, well, and remember, in our in our montage, the jock isn't necessarily finishing games; just playing enough right. of them to internalize core gaming concepts. Yeah. Though I do agree that uh, modern games do tend to be very, very unsettlingly big and. When you have a situation like Elden Ring where it's popular enough that, you know, people in the grown-up news hear about it Mm -hmm. and they think, oh, I want to try it so I can see what's all the fuss about video games at the moment, then those people are going to walk straight onto a rake and get blatted straight in the face. Partly why I wanted to talk about this, I suppose. No, I, I had I had that a very that very conversation with a friend recently who you know plays video games, has a PS4 in general, and was very uh, happily talking about Horizon Forbidden West. And I was like, oh, you know, I was playing that, got booted out because Elden Ring. Oh, that, that took over. And they said, oh, I've never played a Soulsborne game. Should I play Elden Ring? And I said, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Do not start with Elden Ring. You will be horribly, horribly confused. Yes. Yeah. And murdered. And mur- <laughs> Especially if you've only played fucking Jiminy Cockthroats. You know, everybody plays their own thing. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but, I mean, length is important. Um, it is an important factor in this, especially, like, if if we're talking in real life and something that you are presenting to... Something that you are presenting to a friend or loved one as like, oh, you should play this in order to get into the medium. Like, keep that in mind, everybody. Like, when you say like, oh, you would really like this anime as long as you can get through the first three seasons, uh, which are kind of bad. Then it gets really good. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to go all killer, no filler right away. And there's enough of those options out there. 
Mappy1964 gives $5 and says, I-M-H-O, the best game to introduce dungeon crawlers to a person would be the original classic Dungeon Master by FTL. Well, that's a very old proposition. I'm looking it up right now. So that was back in the days when you needed a manual to understand how to play games because they didn't have room on the disc to like explain what all these weird icons did. Oh, God. No, you, no, we can't give that to a modern person. We can't. I mean, like, that's fun. This is this looks like a really fun game, but you can't give that to a modern gamer. <laughs> you can't give like a, a game played on the DOS. <laughs> And expect them to, I mean, like, it might teach some core concepts, but that's a big ask. That is a big, big ask. Exit gives 1,000 Hungarian forints. I remembered it. Ooh. And says, I'd go with influential games. They'd have better understanding of the FPS or sandbox survival genre if they played Half-Life or Minecraft first. Minecraft, yeah, that's probably a good starting point for a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of kids are into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Not so sure about Half Life. Uh, maybe, maybe it's it's simple. It's it's e- it's easy. Uh, you know, not Half Life One. Maybe Half Life Two, just because you get a little bit of a graphical boost. Um, mm. it it teaches you some basic stuff, uh, and it has like kind of different sections. You know, you got your water boat section, you got your shooty section, you got your physics puzzle thingy. Kind of hard to understand what's going on in Half Life Two. You haven't played Half Life One. I mean, the start of Half-Life 2 basically follows directly on from the ending of Half-Life 1. Sure, sure. But, nah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't super matter. You go to the thing, you shoot the thing. So what else do you, you got to know? <laughs> uh, Blue McNeil gives $2 to say Takeshi's Challenge. No, Blue McNeil. Badger Bane gives five British pounds to say Badger Bane sent five British pounds to say Badger Bane sent five British pounds to say oh, Badger Bane sent five yeah, British see, pounds me, to say. Let me smack you to because you were you were skipping. Oh sorry. Well you were wrong, Badger Bane, because I didn't say send five British pounds, I said gave five British pounds. <sighs> Boom. Boom. Ene one gives Ten British pounds to say I propose Hades. Variable difficulty, third person with camera and movement controls, engaging story, magic magment is like stamina. Got my parents in their sixties playing it past the first boss in a day. Yeah, um, I think the only the only issue there is the roguelite nature of it. Is uh, mm. if we're talking about someone who is brand brand new to the medium of video games also introducing the concept of the levels change the bosses change the uh the bad guys change like that's that's a a hat on a hat and so maybe the answer is maybe but but i don't know maybe the answer is maybe Justin Stoll gives five US dollars and says, Sorry, Jack, I played Bloodborne and I spent more time on YouTube trying to figure out crap. I think I hate it. That's okay. Everybody has different tastes. Yes. Sorry you've you've, uh, succumbed to peer pressure there. Yeah. No, and I, 
in general, I usually suggest Bloodborne as a uh, introduction to the Soulsborne uh, genre, the Soulsborne series. Um, if you, if it's not your thing, though, it's not your thing. That's okay. We all like different stuff. <clears throat> TJ Carr gave us five US dollars and says, Mario Odyssey was the perfect first game for my five-year-old. Assist mode holds their hand enough to progress, then they're free to explore for moons. Hmm. Yeah, someone mentioned Mario Galaxy earlier, and I was going to say I disagreed with that just because the Wiimote controls are kind of shared. <laughs> but yeah, Mario Odyssey, my Mario games are usually like easy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the 3D ones. Like, yeah, real easy, uh, basic camera controls, basic stuff. Absolutely. I love it. And, and there is some challenge to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirteen gives us five US dollars and says, Skyrim, Persona 5, Saints Row sequels, forget the first one, Bayonetta and or Bloodborne. As first games, Kudlak13, Bayonetta is a first game? No. I wouldn't say so. No. I, I, is your goal to turn people off of video games forever? These are, these are inc- great but might be overwhelming. He adds, "What is well? Yeah, I'd say the re- most of your other examples would be overwhelming. Maybe not Persona Five. <laughs> I think that like all of these games have incredibly deep systems that require like a, a billion tutorials. No, 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 that's you're too much. Bring it back. Bring it back." Oh, Nick Monkey on the chat says that Bayonetta has one button mode. <laughs> I doubt that's the intended experience, though, Nico Monkey. <laughs> that's good Hmm. oh blimey refresh the page and there's a million more again yay thanks for all the money by the way it helps us uh, make the content we want to make and all that it's true Uh, Diego Lomac gives 20 Brazilian reals says hey Yahtzee quick question was the character of Sean Anderson in Differently Morphous inspired by Malcolm Tucker from The Thick of It? Yes, he was, Diego Lomac. I have said as much in the past. Hmm. I was very much uh, a big fan of The Thick of It at the time I started writing that. Great. There you go. Yes, well done. You picked up on my uh, influence there. Uh, that guy, you know, gives five US dollars and says, kids these days only know three games, Minecraft, Robot, and Fortnite but they got into the good stuff eventually, I hope. What's robot? I don't know what robot is. Do you, do you mean Roblox, maybe? Maybe Roblox, but Roblox isn't a game. It is a game system. It is a, it is a million games. Okay. Ro- Roblox is, is akin to, uh, is akin to Steam if every single game looked uh, pretty much the same and was free. Well, like dreams. Yeah, kind of like dreams, dreams was hypothetically supposed to be. Yeah, like you can download Roblox <laughs> Studio and make your own game, and then you publish it on Roblox, and you can there are there are ways to monetize it. Um, but I mean, Roblox is literally one of the most profitable game companies in the world. Uh, but. <clears throat> all the games gives uh, 4.99 US to say I once had fun introducing a friend's kids to Fruit Ninja Connect. Kids had fun slashing fruit with their hands and they got some exercise out of it too. Well, that's party games. As mm-hmm. I said, that's their own thing. Yeah. It's not really a gateway drug that gets you to Dark Souls. 
Um, I, I mean, it could be Play, playing games with other people as long as you remember having a good time and it being challenging. Something like Fruit Ninja, you know, like you're just you're you're not necessarily playing a game, right? You're just making goofy movements. But if you remember a challenge and having a good time, that's the gateway into gaming. Guitar Hero. Ooh, yeah, Guitar Hero. That's that's a great one with a big group of people, and you know, like all of a sudden you start flank flank, but then you pick it up again for the solo, and the crowd goes wild. Oh, you've just made a gamer. <laughs> BS Marsh gives two US dollars and says, "Of course they were mobbed up. It was Chicago." Referencing Ferris Bueller or Home, or Home Alone, Alone yeah, or whatever yeah. it was we were talking about back then. Mm-hmm. Emil Blix Wisborg gives a hundred Norwegian kroner. Great name, by the way. Yeah. Say hi. Just wanted to throw some money your way to thank you for a metric fuck ton of awesome entertainment. Also, I love your books, Yati. You're welcome, They're Emil Blix Wisborg. Thanks for the dosh. Mm-hmm. Trilby gives four ninety nine US. And says, when it comes to single-player games, I'd recommend Portal, especially since it finally came to Switch and all Nintendo games tend to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think... a lot of, lot of people meant, uh, suggested Portal. It's like, I Portal to me is a perfect stepping stone to the next level. Like, you know, ba- have all your basic games, and then when you think they're ready, get them Portal, and that will springboard them into the real good stuff. Hmm. I don't think you can start with Portal, though. No. I mean, start with like a simple FPS mm-hmm. so, they, so, can, so they can appreciate how Portal turns the formula on its head. Mm-hmm. Instead of firing bullets, you are firing yourself out Ooh. of holes and sailing across the map. You're being birthed all over again. Thanks for making that concept disquieting all of a sudden. That's what I do! <laughs> Sondre Knutson gives 60 Norwegian kroner to say it might be a bit off topic but I have been wondering what your opinions are on walking sims if they have great stories like to the moon and such well I've always felt you know that it's kind of lazy it's like walking around a museum as opposed to as a, like walking around a museum as opposed to going on a roller coaster at a theme park You'd be dis- you'd be disappointed if you were twelve years old and your parents suggested the one over the other. I believe sure. I believe challenge is an integral part of interactive narrative. It's part of the language of video game storytelling. It's how it's video game's way of pacing its story. Challenge or choice. All right is is how I will uh, is how I will take that, and if. If your game has neither, then it might be in the wrong medium. Possible. I think. Just, I, th- I think. Just this was something that uh, way way back in the day I did a lot of consulting for commercials, and very often um, customers would come to me uh, to make uh, like an internet video. And, and what I, you know, after talking with them for a little bit, I would say, oh, you actually don't want a video. You want like a GIF or you want like a single image that can be easily spread. You have to think about the medium in which people are receiving this information. 
And if your walking simulator is literally just a bit of story, walk in a bit of story, we already have mediums for that. They're called books. <laughs> they're called they're called movies. They're called short movies. You don't need it doesn't need to be a game. Hmm. Well, anyway, sorry to awkward subjects drop but we have to get through this shit we sure do and as a reminder uh nick is sending me all of the uh all of the member chats uh so i can read them out once yahtzee's done all righty badger bane gives five british pounds and says my ex saw gaming as a waste of time and didn't like it but she did get into minecraft for a while that's a good starter drug that'll runescape mm-hmm. it was an executive toy minecraft you can just fiddle about with it yeah no, I think Minecraft is great. It, it's great at not only teaching other gaming systems, but it's a fun thing in its own right. Like, build whatever you want or do a little challengey thing. Either way, you're having fun in a video game world. Absolutely. Scavenger gives five US dollars and says, fine, start with Splatoon for camera and movement. Get to Monster Hunter World for huge monsters, dodge rolling, stamina, and inventory management. Splatoon is a first game. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Throw them in at the deep end, perhaps. Right? Yeah. I that's uh yeah. I I I can see some Monster Hunter, but I feel like Monster Hunter is parallel to Dark Souls, not uh, a stepping stone to Dark Souls. There you go. So uh, Dan gives 10 US dollars and says, I was about five and I sat down on my dad's knee and watched him play Doom for the first time. It's my first experience with games. What a very irresponsible man your dad was. <laughs> I still remember watching him chainsaw a demon on our old gateway PC. Oh, okay. Well, uh, your mum must have not known about that. Because <laughs> my wife is very concerned I not play shit like Elden Ring on the living room TV in front of the kids. Really? Oh, they're too young. They don't know. They don't know yet. <laughs> well, you say that, but you know. You never know what's going to be the start of their first nightmare fuel. Mm. That's like, true. I had recurring nightmares about breakfast cereal mascots and shit just because they looked weird. <laughs> Well, well, then there's no stopping it. Then it doesn't matter if it's big, goopy monsters or breakfast cereals. <laughs> uh, Denmark gives five US dollars. Thank you, all of Denmark. Mm. To say one of my first games was Lego Star Wars. One of the earlier level games would be a pretty good starting point. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. The 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 only thing that's an issue with any of the Lego games is they are usually buggy as hell. Hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've played a, f- a fair number of the Lego Star Wars or uh, Lego games with my kids, like, you know, the Batman and the Star Wars and the superhero ones. And we usually come across one or two like level breaking bugs, uh, per playthrough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Michael Broadman comes back to give us five US dollars and says, Kena Bridge of Spirits is Dark Souls-like combat and Disney-like animation. I was thinking it to be a good first game for my non-gamer friends. Hmm. Well, it's certainly representative 
of the sort of Jiminy Cockthroat model of today, mm. but uh, stripped down to uh, a more streamlined level. Oh, okay. So that could be a good, like, that's like the warm-up before Dark Souls then, maybe. They might find it a bit hard. Oh, okay. It's got uh, weirdly hard boss fights. Oh, at least compared to the rest of the game. <laughs> Will Cooling gives uh, two British pounds and says, "How about having them watch the TV show Knightmare with a K?" Did you get not Knightmare in America? No, I have no idea what that is. It was a British kids game show where there'd be a team of kids, mm-hmm. and one of them would put on like a blindfolding helmet. And the other kids would watch them on a monitor, and the first kid would be in like these CG generated fantasy worlds, and they had to like give directions to the first kid. <laughs> Obviously, the first kid had to be blindfolded, or they'd realize they were in a green screen the whole time. Right. And uh, yeah, they were just in sort of like a standard Tolkien esque dark fantasy sort of setting, and they had to navigate dungeons and solve puzzles and shit like that. Uh, yeah, it didn't have anything like that. Uh, we had we had some stuff like that. Um, not. Not exactly like that. You know, we, we had your double dare uh, in which kids had to, like, climb through slime and uh, pick giant boogers out of giant noses to get flags and win things. Yeah, we actually tried that. Oh, okay. But, uh, this, this is a specific model of navigating a blinded friend through a CG environment. Not that I remember, though. I mean, we could have, you know. Uh, I, I'm seeing uh, Series 1, Episode 1 of Knightmare is on YouTube, so I'm going to watch it later. You do that. I will. And I think I'll enjoy I it. There was, I watched that when I was a kid. And I loved watching it. It was one of my favorite shows, but there were bits that scared the absolute shit out of me. Like I'd always like have to hide under hide behind the sofa in the bit where they walk in the bits where they walk into a room and there's a giant spider web over the ceiling. Because <laughs> I knew they were going to green screen in a giant tarantula that I had to escape from. Sure. And that always gave me the wibblies. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter if it's a, a big, like, 18-armed monster from Elden Ring or just a children's video game show. Like, something's going to give you the wibblies. It might as well be well, I, real goopy. Well, I'd argue, like, a giant tarantula is a natural thing to get the wibblies from. Because it was a real tarantula, just like green screen did. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Alexander Speaks gives one ninety nine to says effort Nintendo Land yeah buy a Wii you kids Nintendo Land Nintendo Land I I've completely know. forgotten what Nintendo Land was me too <laughs> I have no idea the name rings a bell yeah so maybe Sin Sin Tracer gives five US dollars and says I think Civilization will be a great start for someone that is into history and strategy Civilization the game. Ooh. Well, that's another game where you kind of need a really fat manual to figure it out. Or at least the first one did. Yeah, some I of the later... played any of the new ones. Some of the later ones had, you know, pretty decent tutorials. Um, again, that's just another avenue to go to go through. Like, obviously, you know, we were in our, in our made-up rom-com, our jock had an end goal of, you know, action-adventure RPG. But, you know, if the end goal was, yeah, like... The, the girl was super into strategy games. Is there there's a certain name for those kind of strategy games, right? Like six um six X mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. H H6. Yeah, f- fuck it, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The the point is, yeah, like that's just another avenue to go down. I'm not 
not my genre. Right. Is there is there something that those games teach you about the language of video game systems in general? Well, there's lots of clicking on stuff. <laughs> it's more just a giant complicated board game, isn't it? It kind of is. Yes. Um well anyway. Okay, great. Uh Kudlak13 gives two dollars and says, I have ADHD. High energy games are perfect for me. You should play a lot of Platinum Games games. <laughs> Although not the latest one, Babylon's Fall, because it's shite. Ooh, damn. So shite, I'm doing a full ZP on it, even though I only played it for like three hours. Wow, that's exciting. It's really, really bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, and big and exciting works, though. Like, as someone who also has ADHD, I usually like the... Uh, the collecting and repetitive side of games. You got ADHD and dyslexia. Yeah, oh, I'm a big bag of, of yeah. mess, you man. Had, you had no chance at school, did you? God, no. God, no. That must be why you do this bullshit for a living now. I, I'm really good at just talking and just saying whatever uh, comes out of my mouth. Uh, really good at mm. that. Any any sort of remembering. the. <laughs> Uh, Peter Earl Sorensen gives three Canadian dollars. Says, "How about the classic Dungeon Keeper?" Never really played much of that. That's more of a management game, isn't it? Sort of like on the so. Evil Genius theme park, theme hospital sort of area. Yeah, I think that would like again. If you were going down the Sid Meier's route, that might be a good. Um, that might be a good uh, avenue. Uh, Meister Kleister Heist Air gives us five euros and says Halo 1 got me to master dual stick controls Halo also being the series to convince me FPS and consoles do work though I think Halo 2 campaign is more fun well sure if you're a baby who wants to play Teletubbies with their brightly coloured Nerf guns <laughs> hmm uh, no comment <laughs> because yeah see summarize my comments kyle griffiths gives five british pounds and says as a quick 180 what game would you use to repel an absolute newcomer to gaming e.g the office nutter is asking and you don't want to follow up on it um Ooh. oh that's mean i don't want to take part in this uh hatred did that do like every game recommendation is uh, is a uh, a thinly veiled uh, reaction to how you feel about this person. Yeah. <laughs> like this this game is called oh. "You're an Idiot." This game is called "I Don't Like Looking at You." <laughs> well, hatred is both vile from a moral standpoint mm -hmm. and really uh, obnoxious to play as well. I, I'm seeing someone in chat saying "Cruelty Squad." Yeah, that's oh, that a good would, thought, actually. That would do it. But no, I'm not taking part in this hypothetical, because I like being kind to people. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I reject. Except when they roll a natural one in D&D. &D. Then I'm just following the rules, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Nazis said. Mm, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Nope, nope. I was only obeying orders. See, remember how well that went down at the Nuremberg trials? I'm out. I'm out. 
<laughs> Badger Bane gave us five British pounds to say, if we're talking awesome gaming TV shows, the best was clearly Time Commanders. That led me to roam Total War and sparked my love for strategy games. Hmm. I remember Time Commanders. That was a British game show where they had like uh, a team, uh, like a panel of members of the public or experts or something, mm-hmm. like play a simulated historical battle, like the um, Battle of Hastings or mm-hmm. something else like that. And it was plainly obvious to us video game insider types that they were just playing a modded version of Total War <laughs> that they'd like scaled up and made to look like something much more impressive than it was. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That was fun. Uh, I think there's just one more. Yeah, just one more. Rufus Omega gives two British pounds and says, Pot Bro or Tortoise Pope, who do you back? I'm all about that tortoise pope. Um, I stumbled upon him by myself. The only pot bros I've found have been things I'm supposed to kill. I don't know if there's a pot bro you can talk to at some point. Oh, you do? Oh, then, oh, there's a pot bro. Okay. There's a pot bro. Uh, Turtle, I I like turtle pope better. Turtle pope is glorious. Uh, Pot bro, I'm not super far into their quest yet. But uh, I mean, they're both right. glorious. It's that's the they're both glorious parts of the game where you come across an actual turtle pope. <laughs> and right now, I'm playing a magic user, so turtle pope is more useful to me. Hmm. Uh, just one more scavenger got in at the end. Mm-hmm. No more super chats after this, please. We're going to do the uh, the member chats. Yeah, uh, yeah, the member chats after this. Scavenger goes five dollars and says, "So, what have we picked, team? Did we get the jock into games so they can realize we were Rachel Lay Cook and they take us to prom?" Uh, yeah, I think someone pointed that out earlier. What were the scenario we're describing here usually ends with us ending up going out with the jock. Uh, right. Well, that's why it's with, a fun. Yeah. It's a fun take on the rom com formula because now yeah. nerds are are. It's more popular to be associated with nerd culture than it is jock culture. Yeah, we. I was envisioning this more as like the scenario de Bergerac, but I know my classical references sometimes go over people's heads. That, that's you know, the- it was that play in that one episode of Star Trek with Barkley in it. Does does that help? It's it's the one where the guy's whispering the good things to the other guy. Did you see the Steve Martin movie? That's a good one. Yeah, Roxanne. Roxanne, that's the one. Roxanne. That's Apparently, a- there's just been a new adaptation of Cyrano with uh, Peter Dinklage. That's in right. The lead role. That's right. And they've made it. It's not the big nose anymore. It's the fact that he's a uh, little person. Uh, oh well, there you go. Right. So Which I guess works. But I think like that is also that's like that uh Cyrano is the is the proto rom com, right? Is is someone trying to change themselves in order to fall in love, but what they find out was that they fall in love no matter what or whatever bullshit. It's a huge it's, it's a world. it's a huge tragedy actually, Cyrano. If you uh-huh. like read the original text, oh, everyone no. dies at the end. Well, that's <laughs> is that true? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. Everyone dies and everyone <laughs> Like everyone realizes that Cyrano was really writing the letters, uh-huh. like after it's too late, and he's already dead. Oh, how sad! How sad! Yeah, Spoiler alert: the Steve Martin one. So yeah, Steve Martin probably a lot great. cheerier. Mm-hmm. The Steve Martin one. Yeah, uh, that's a lot more fun because uh, the end action sequence is Steve Martin uh, smelling. <laughs> if you remember correctly, uh, it's great. All right, member chat. 
Member chats, member chats. Here we got some member chats. Uh, Jen Weatherwax, been a member for 17 months on Early Access. We appreciate that support. Says, my mother learned 3D controls in World of Warcraft. Does World of Warcraft have 3D controls? I don't know. I've never played it. Um, Sort of, yeah. You can, like, change the camera angle by holding down the right mouse and oh, shit. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Slow Descent has been a member of credit for four months who says Souls-like, Souls-likes are a life lesson. Fail, 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 fail for an eternity, but keep going. Calm down and reflect on what you did wrong. And remember, it, you haven't failed yet. You only fail when you don't pick yourself back up. Boom. That's right. You know, the only failure is stopping playing person who said they stopped playing Bloodborne earlier. Just saying. Man, man. Thanks for being an early access member for two months. Uh, who says, would racing games be a good starting point? And I, I believe we kind of touched on that when we talked about sports games or fighting games where that's such a solid niche. It's hard. Like, I know people who exclusively play racing games. That's it. You know, they don't have the language. They don't have, like, that kind of broad video game language that is required for something like uh, Dark Souls, is what I would say. Yeah. I guess it might serve as an introduction to 3D movement. Sure. Sure, but yeah, this is but about... You might, as well just, might as well just play Mario 64 or something. <laughs> it's it's what, what we were trying to do, and I thought, I thought it was actually uh, quite interesting, is dissect all of the little pieces that make Dark Souls a whole and trying to mm. find point, uh, points of reference, easy points of reference for all those pieces that our jock could put together. And, you know, racing games could be a piece of the puzzle, but I think there are better examples. All right, where were we? We were at Andrew White Winter. Thanks for being a credit member for four months. Metal Gear Solid 4, obviously. Confusing story, weird controls, difficult combat, and extremely long cutscenes. As the ironic counterexample of the game to turn people off. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I could go for that. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe uh, as a game to turn people off, or maybe they were talking about the confusing story, weird controls of Dark Souls, but I don't know. Uh, Basil Toffee was Toffee's here. Oh, oh no, Toffee's here. Cookie's Toffee been barking in the here. background. The squirrels are out. All along. Oh, you did it. You did it. You pulled a dog from your coat. Hello, Toffee. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, Bas- Basil Solomon. Hello, Jack. Hello, Hello Toffee. Jack. Hello, Toffee. I have never met you. That's and true. I love you. Aww. <laughs> Uh, Basil Solomon, 10 months early access. How about the Uncharted series? Good intro to third person. Yeah, theoretically, that could work. It's it's it covers a few bases, doesn't it? Yeah. You learn cover base shooting. You learn how to climb in that very linear way where there's only one route to take. I could uh, the, uh, the Uncharted games could serve as a basic understanding of video game controls. You you move a stick to move your character. You move the other stick to move the camera. 
I'd be okay with that. It's not a very difficult game. Sure, I could see that as an entry point. And then forgotten about entirely. Hmm. Uh, where are we? We are on Gelden Yetch. Gelden Yetich. Maybe. Uh, remember, for four months of bonus content, Vacation Simulator might be a good way to introduce someone unfamiliar with game interfaces uh, to them in a way similar to how real life works. Hmm. I think I've played Vacation Simulator. I also don't think I've played Vacation Simulator, so I don't know if I can be of any help. So there. So there, haha. Uh, and then that guy you know, early access member for 23 months, says, Don't play Babylon's Fall by Soul Cresta instead. What's Soul Cresta then? What's Babylon Falls? That's that game I was talking about earlier that's really, really bad. Oh, that's right. The new, um, the new, uh, platinum game. Uh, looks like Soul Crester is a, a shmup in the classic sense. Oh, okay. Uh, Top-down scrolling shooter. Ooh, Which fun. is also a, pow- a fairly powerful niche. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed. Yes, there's some really fucking crazy elaborate ones of those now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, that's all for members. So any, uh, do we ha- did we come up with any closing thoughts here? Um, yes, my closing thought is watch the rest of this podcast and listen to all our points again, you lazy prick. What are you doing skipping to the end trying to get some final point out of us? What do you think this is? What do you, what do you think? What do you think this is? That's the question. We'll answer that next time on Slightly Something Else. Once again, I've been Jack Packard. I was Yahtzee Croshaw, and I'll be back tomorrow with a new episode of Zero Punctuation and a post-CP stream. I can give away the subject will be Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh, you did it. You did it. You played two giant games. Yeah. (laughs) Although, um, just as an advanced warning, Mm -hmm. I was in a pretty bad mood Mm -hmm. when I was playing Horizon Forbidden West. I can, yeah. That might put certain things in context. Ooh, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, everyone. We hope you have a good day. Uh, if if your family or friends uh, wants to play video games, talk to them and have a conversation and see what kind of things they like and then make a decision. Don't just throw something at them. That's my closing thought. Okay. Bye. Bye.